1: Poor old Michael Finnegan, ladies and gents. Welcome to the Football Ramble. The FA Cup fourth round is in and Royston Drenter is back. It's Tuesday 12th of January. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Andy Brassel. And I'm Ricky Petefort. <laughs> Welcome one and all to Tuesday's helping of the Football Ramble. What a treat we've got in store for you, everybody. Andy, the FA Cup fourth round draw is in. I know you hate this competition with all your fibre, <laughs> but were you excited at least to see Peter Crouch giving a little nod to
0: Rod? Uh, well, it's a delight. Of course, that is the pinnacle of any cup draw, um, either in, in in Scotland or England. But why, why do you think mm. I hate the FA Cup? I love the old FA Cup. You said on the... Oh, you
1: said you hate the League Cup, and I just assumed
0: that you. Hello, hello, everybody!
2: (laughs) Only a minute in, and you're getting things very wrong, Marcus Speller. It was some more
0: admin spells. Yeah,
2: because yeah, to assume admin.
1: is to make a prick out of you and me, Andy. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. So you don't mind the FA Cup, would you? Like the FA Cup? This is a test of your Englishness, damn you!
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like the FA Cup uh, immensely, although uh, that Wimbledon have only won it once is obviously an absolute travesty. Well, <laughs> oh, but you can remember it though, at least. Oh God, I'm that not that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not that old.
1: <laughs> no, well, you, yes, I can. Well, I can yeah, but it wasn't that yeah. long ago in the in the grand scheme of things, though.
0: No, I, su- I, su- I suppose not. Uh, the, I mean, look, the greatest of all FA Cup finals, yeah.
1: Think about some people, Andy. Their, their club has never won the FA Cup. And and think about poor old Peter. His club is never going to win it again.
2: <laughs> I, I wrote on Twitter uh, last week that I genuinely have fantasies about um, the Careful. three-day bender after a League Cup win. And, it, oh. and I've got, I've got, an, I know exactly where it's going to start. It's going to start in that terrible bar uh, near Wembley, the double six sports bar, which yeah. is just like a, a, a pigsty. Uh, and it's going to end <laughs> in Soho and I'm going to be stripped to the waist. And I'm, it's just going to be the greatest weekend of my life. It's just going to be three days of partying when Newcastle yeah. United uh, win the League Cup. And obviously did, the connoisseur's
0: uh, choice is um, that pub opposite Baker Street. Where everyone who thinks they're on the D meets, but obviously <laughs> half the world's in there. Is it the global, the world? <laughs> that's that's it.
1: Yeah, I know the one yeah. you mean. Um, yeah. I I actually yeah I did read that tweet of yours, Pete, and I thought I was a bit disappointed because I thought surely it would end in the what is it the big market.
2: In uh, in well, Newcastle, no, I mean, it'd be a hell of a tri- Yeah, I mean, it'd be a hell of a binge that starts in London at Wembley and then yeah. ends up in in the northeast. Yeah, I I, it, it's past. doable. It's eminently doable with the um, GNER uh, rail network. Well, also you get, <laughs> uh, you. I think you would, you, you. The binge would be very
1: much underway, and then, uh, and then a, a motorbike taxi. Up the motorway to Newcastle. <laughs> with you all the You
2: giving it the old uh, Kate Winslet in Titanic, both hands up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would never disrespect a, a scooter or motorcycle like that, Marcus, as you well know. Riding pillion is a pleasure, not a right. <laughs> Oh, dear. But anyway, it was quite enjoyable, though, seeing Peter
1: Crouch uh, drawing the balls um, on the FA mm. Cup. I did find it funny when uh, Reshman Chowdhury, after the draw, said, uh, with regards to the um, Manchester United playing Liverpool, Peter, what have you done? And it, you do sort of think to yourself, like, obviously, you know, he doesn't know um, who, who he's drawing out, but he has done it, ladies and gentlemen. You can blame <laughs> Peter Crouch, I think, for that.
2: I guess so, yeah, yeah. Like, the, 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 the agents of chaos and circumstance... <laughs> Just, yeah. uh, you know, coming together in Peter Crouch's lengthy fingers. Enjoyable.
1: Yeah. I, I quite like Paul Scholes' <laughs> response when he was asked about it. And he was like, yeah, well, get Liverpool, knock them out early doors, you know, get them done. <laughs> 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 Rare bit of optimism from, from, from Paul Scholes, of course. Um, but yeah, uh, do you know, Liverpool have never got past the fifth round of the FA Cup under Jurgen Klopp. That is absolutely extraordinary. Does that threaten to tarnish
2: his
0: uh, reputation on Merseyside? Probably why area? they're so
2: successful. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would say perhaps not, Marcus. Though it is interesting because if you look at major cups all over Europe, mm-hmm. it's the big teams that win them season after season after season. So yeah. maybe mm. it suggests that... Klopp is so checked out in the early rounds <laughs> yeah. that, that, that they're not even getting beyond those. Um, yeah. I, you know, the, I'm, I'm sure the calendar comes into it and all the, all the rest of it, but it's, it's still pretty surprising. I think when you bear in mind that and the FA cups had a few, a, a slightly broader palette than mm-hmm. a, a lot of the, the, say the Copa del Rey or the, the Coppa Italia, for example, in, in recent years. But um, yeah, Not much more. It is the same type of teams that win it again and again. So I'm I'm quite surprised by that.
1: Well, that was the point Mourinho was making about the League Cup, wasn't it? That the big teams do care. They do care. Mm. Um, Chorley hosting Wolves, not what the groundsman wanted. Of Chorley <laughs> The poor bugger Was out there You know the the, the, the were Talking about it Yeah he was, They were all sleeping And getting the hair dryers out To warm the pitch and so on I, I <laughs> sincerely hope That the weather improves Significantly uh, Before that game
2: <laughs> Otherwise you're going to have To put a mammoth shift in But well, it, He's a got, nice... he, Didn't he get invited He got invited to the um, To, to Wembley Didn't he To work with the uh, Staff at, on the FA Cup final Which is quite oh. nice Oh that is nice
1: yeah why lovely. do they need someone to to keep on the pitch
2: <laughs> they were like he'll do free, it <laughs> free free labor <laughs> <laughs> all the football yeah. organizations <laughs> are going
1: we think this is nice. It's very exploitative from the. now I'm sure it is a very nice thing to do. And it's in May, I assume. Uh, yeah, a bit little serious. bit easier. It should be better. It should be better yeah. in the in the tropical southeast of England. Um, I did find this uh, quite nice, though. That uh, Chorley manager was uh, was 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 talking about the game. He said, "There's a bit of history there with the Wolves because in 1986, Chorley played against them at home and beat them three 0 So we just need to
0: do that again." <laughs>
1: That's <laughs> all we gotta do.
0: Yeah. I think it is worth pointing out that in nineteen eighty six Molyneux did have two sides and Wolves were in the fourth division. But yes, y- you know, I don't I, want split hairs here. I don't know whether
1: that's relevant or not. All it just need to do that again, Andy. That's all they need to do. Yeah, three 0 Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. What about Cheltenham Town against Manchester City? Yeah, tough one, isn't it? How how is Pep going to prepare for that one? Um, does he is he going to borrow Marcelo Bielsa's uh, VHSs
0: of, of Chelsea? <laughs> that's a, that's a slippery slope. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I remember I remember uh, Jonathan Wilson putting me in touch with his um, his DVD dealer of classic matches, and it's a oh, slippery yeah. slope from there. So uh, and it is very it, much Pep, a dealer. Don't do it. Is Dot Matrix
2: printouts yeah. of uh, DVD lists and stuff. Is that how... Because that, that, back in the day, I remember sort of legendary matches. I remember watching a lot of the uh, Copper America in the 90s uh, through, a, through a tape oh, yeah. trader um, about <laughs> a year later. Because <laughs> I wanted to trader. see what Tino was up to, up to. But uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and it just came as this big kind of Dot Matrix printout uh, and you'd select the, the VHS as you wanted and they'd arrive a couple of weeks later. <laughs> oh, bloody hell, so you've... Yeah, of course you've done this. Why does this surprise me? (laughs)
1: <laughs> um, I I always wondered how this sort of works. How did you, how do you get mm. hold of these people, Peter, or shouldn't
2: we ask? Mate, like, well, you'd see it in adverts uh, in the back of, like, um, fanzines and stuff. That, that, that was mm. always how, how I found out about them. Same with, um, do you remember playing, like, a kind of rudimentary version of, like, Football Manager uh, by mm-hmm. post? Do you remember that? The kids nowadays, oh, they don't know their ball and they can just boot yeah. up <laughs> a, a, their Macs and, and play. But, uh, yeah, back in the day, you used to play this kind of like, rudimentary version of Football Manager where you would um, buy and sell players week by week uh, Mm. by trading with other managers and stuff back and forth and again I found out about that uh, pen and paper kind of role playing football management game uh, in the back of the fanzines
0: so Pete, mm. I, I always wanted to know about this having never participated mm. in these mm. i mean how tense was it waiting a week to work out if your team changes have of worked i mean it's very much not the <laughs> instant gratification of like playing yeah. current fantasy on your phone and if you were playing with competitors as gutsy and as unforgiving as Jules Breach and Luke Moore they simply <laughs> say they didn't get your team changes in the post <laughs>
2: yeah I mean if you didn't get them in, in, in the time or you didn't um, um, you know enclose uh, the amount of um, subs I mean they must be making money hand <laughs> over fist it's a good, it's quite difficult they probably had to spend a lot of time trying you know counting out all the pound coins and the 50ps and the 20ps and stuff but yeah it, it was a fun little game <laughs> but you didn't get much of a you, you, you'd get like the, the the score and then you'd get oh this bloke scored and this bloke scored and then that's it and and I, I'm fairly certain none of the players were actual player names they were just uh, made up players I mean right. no one's going to look the, the, the Thief Pro are not going to like start dropping big old lawsuits on a bloke who's running a little role playing game from his bedroom I don't know why they didn't just use the actual players if anybody else remembers playing those kind of paper role playing games back in the day I'd love to hear mm. from them because I I think I lasted about seven weeks and then gave it up but uh, yeah well, Pep still plays
0: them <laughs> Pep still plays yeah, them right. exactly. no doubt about that I mean when we were like comparing ourselves, like sort of gathering old tapes, we can't put ourselves in that sort of league. To go back to your original question markers, he'll be mm. locking himself away at the, at the at the um the 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 the, 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 the city um training centre for mm-hmm. probably three or four days with like loads of old sort of footage of Cheltenham. That's that's how yeah. he does, isn't it? <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, of course, if, if they get through against Cheltenham, and it is an if, uh, they will face Swansea City or Nottingham Forest in the next round because the FA Cup fifth round draw was also made, which oh. was uh, an interesting situation. Um, but in the fourth round, though, uh, Crawley visit Bournemouth, the giant killing Crawley. They'll fancy it,
0: Andy. They've, they've got leads out the way. And then they've got the championship side, Bournemouth. Do you think, I mean, no disrespect to Bournemouth, but I think that's a really crappy draw if you're Crawley. To to mm. beat Leeds and then get a game where yeah. you're unlikely to win and it's not that glamorous. Yeah, That's the worst possible draw, really, isn't it? Yeah,
1: you're absolutely right. When you kind of, yeah, you often see that with a, with a small side, to say like Marine FC get into the third round proper and then they have you know, drawn away or something to a to a League Two side or, you know, AFC yeah. Wimbledon or somebody like that. And uh, that is a dig. Um, and yeah, so it, it, <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. That is a little bit um, uh, disappointing. But of course, West Ham, they are in the draw uh, for the fourth round because they beat Stockport 1-0. And there was a fabulous fireworks display uh, during the game, which uh, I'm sure enjoyed. Now, uh, we should say that apparently it was in support of a 15-year-old boy who was injured by a police car responding to a 9 9 nine call on Boxing Day. So there is a, a, you know, it just wasn't... uh... Oh, well, well, don't ruin our jokes,
2: Marcus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah um, but, it,
1: but, it, but it certainly didn't ruin a, a lovely moment we saw between uh, Mike Dean and Mark Noble when old Deanie oh. was going around and chatting to the players and giving his thoughts on you know, perhaps whether there was going to be a Catherine reel or something like that. And he It went was lovely. Mark Noble. And as they were just talking, they both just turned around and looked up at the sky for a moment, pondering. It was beautiful. It was like, it was like that first time you ever see a shooting star. You think, ah. Oh, I've witnessed something marvellous
2: there. I, I think it's more like two old veterans thinking about the Battle of Kuwait in 91 or something <laughs> <laughs> Noble is ancient <laughs> but it was an emotional scene Mark Noble his hair matted with sweat and oh wow it really it, it was a lovely touching moment but um, the, the, um, the commentators Murray uh, our friend Murray James uh, pointed out that the commentators mm-hmm. on uh, BBC 5 Live were uh, going crazy <laughs> they couldn't get their job done at all because <laughs> obviously there's <laughs> a visual element if you're watching it on television but it's just unhelpful when you just yeah. audio yeah
1: <laughs> i couldn't believe how loud it was like it was yeah, genuinely it was like we're gonna have to stop the game because this is just madness <laughs> i don't think you, andy have you ever witnessed anything like that a firework display stopping a match i appreciate fans not being in there obviously makes the the whole atmosphere much much quieter so the fireworks will be more pronounced but still
0: well maybe not stopping a match but um, I think if if we go back to the restart of football after the pandemic, certainly in in Portugal, I remember the first game back in Portugal was between Famalicão and Porto, and mm. the Famalicão fans were, I guess, about half a mile away, and they lo- let they let off fireworks at the at the final whistle when they won, which is n- not quite the same. Yeah. But you know, I guess. Like a lot of ultra groups will be thinking about like ways to communicate with the players without breaching social distance guidelines and mm-hmm. without you know, well presumably in most cases, in a lot of cases, they can't actually get that close to the ground anyway. So when you um, say
1: communicate with the players, are like they're setting up fireworks when they like spell something in the sky. Like you know, <laughs> yeah. like man on or something, you know.
0: Well, cheaper than a plane, isn't it? And, um, yeah, it's more It's more innovative.
1: Yeah. Yes. Well, the plane go back and forth with tactical instructions.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Man on.
1: (laughs) Spins around Uh, (laughs) 4-4-2. Yeah. Well, West Ham, they they went through with a Craig Dawson header in the 83rd minute. I'll tell you what, that is a fixture that West Ham will just be glad to get out of the way because Stockport put up a hell of a fight. They're very dogged. But the pitch was an absolute state after that torrential rain. (laughs) <laughs> going everywhere and, 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 and whatnot. not so, so as I say good to get it out of the way um, Wayne Rooney's brother John was in the, the middle of the pitch for Stockport big John Rooney um, but, but what was um, I think the most enjoyable thing about the whole evening was Stockport manager Jim Gannon who refused to do Sky Sports interviews during one of his previous stints at the club because Sky his Sky box broke and no one came around to fix it. So just to be reminded of of Big Jim
2: Gannon's uh, 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 notoriety,
1: there which was quite enjoyable.
2: Oh, I'm I'm very close, Marcus, to having my own outburst about a certain broadband provider. Oh, I'm sure it was trouble with their broadband, but I, oh, I signed a contract in August and they've not come around to fit my line. I'm just, oh, it's bubbling away, Marcus. You don't know which shot's going to be. Could be yours, could be Kate. You're going to have to deal with it. You if lot you are going to have to deal with it. The host of the show. If you think that
1: I don't want you to do that right now, you're very much
2: mistaken.
0: (laughs) Let me see who's advertising with us this week. (laughs) When I was a teenager, I used to go and uh, get my hair cut locally. And uh, one of the hairdressers in there, I remember him um, boasting how this was back in the days when Sky, rather than give away the kit it was a lot more bulky you had the dish and all the rest of it Uh and uh Mm. they used to essentially loan you the kit while you had a subscription with them if they put the uh, dish up though dandy
1: when you say like it was all a bit bulky it's not like it came in a package
0: no no that's right but um as his contract was coming to a close this hairdresser has decided he didn't want to um give his sky dish back so what he'd done is he dug a trench in his back garden set the dish in concrete and surrounded it with barbed wire barbed wire Gordon Bennett. <laughs> i mean I, I didn't really dare ask if it had affected the reception but
2: yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah it's not? ruined it but you know principle isn't it yeah principle I mean like so what was what was the i presumed but the, the, you know you've got your dish and stuff, fine, yeah. but you still need that little kind of card that went in the front of the box. Um, to actually subscribe. So they're, li- they're literally holding the card in this particular situation. <laughs>
0: any attempt to bring logic into this story I think is futile.
2: <laughs>
1: exactly, yeah. exactly. Well, going back to Jim Gannon and his, uh, his uh, what, what do you call it, sky boycott. Uh, according mm. to former player Liam Dickinson, he said he probably lost the club a good few grand with this stance. <laughs> dear. And a, and a club that could do with the money. Apparently it took him nine months for him to finally break the silence. I remember. um,
0: Did he try turning it off at the wall and turn it off?
1: I I, I should hope so, Andy. (laughs) I should hope so. I remember Sir Alex Ferguson. He didn't do interviews with the BBC for a bit, didn't he? that was was that his son?
2: Something to do with his son, yeah.
1: Allegations and so on and whatnot. Mm. I can't think of any other managers off the top of my head who have refused to do interviews. I'm sure there has been.
2: Yeah. Um, Kinnear Kinnear went in quite hard with a couple of um, organs, didn't he? (laughs) Yeah, no, that
0: was just everybody (laughs) and joking. Yeah. Yeah, I I think in that case, Pete, they probably wished he he had stopped talking to them. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. That's definitely true. I remember when Paul Lambert was at Aston Villa, he Mm. had. a massive i think or probably quite one-sided fallout with i think it was matt kendrick who was writing on villa for the birmingham post at the time mm-hmm. and i remember covering a game um it was a friday night fa cup game actually where um villa lost at millwall and afterwards paul lambert was who was reasonably embattled at aston villa i think it's fair to say was doing oh, yes. his press conference and um this guy asked him a a question, quite a reasonable question, uh, either about the tactics or about the next game. You know, it was a really gentle sort of teed up question. Mm -hmm. And Paul Lambert just pretended that no one was speaking. He looked off into the middle, (laughs) middle distance while the journalist went, are you going to answer me? and he, he just pretended he wasn't hearing you he just sort of looked at a neutral point <laughs> on, the man room. and in in the end the the press officer stepped in and said i, I, I don't think he's going to answer your question Matt. and then he went to rory smith next um mm-hmm. and uh rory <laughs> opened by saying well this is quite awkward isn't it ah <laughs> oh,
1: did he great stuff <laughs> uh, you you can't uh, you can't ignore rory delightful man exactly <laughs> um, yeah, I remember a man threw his season ticket at Paul Lambert when he was uh, Aston Villa manager. And I think to throw your season ticket at a manager, that is that is particularly angry behaviour. Maybe Pete, you'll throw your, you know, Wi-Fi box. My I don't even want to start naming satellite. the brands.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I mean, if what you're throwing Steve it at the Bruce manager, get? that's
0: very. Say again. What did Steve Bruce get at Villa? Was it a, was it a cabbage or a cauliflower? Oh, that's uh, right. Isabel, yeah, 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 Isabel. yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, it was indeed. It was indeed. Well, gentlemen, um, Mesut Ozil, he's maybe not been talking to the media, but he's, he's been talking to his fans on Twitter. Did you see this? He had a little Q&A uh, last night, which uh, he said on, on Sunday, let's talk about the past, present and future. And uh, people were a bit like, oh, what <laughs> what what's going to come out in the wash here? Um, <laughs> he was asked if he ever enjoyed playing for Arsenal. And he replied, there have been many ups and downs, but all in all, I've never regretted my decision to join Arsenal. Um, he admitted he was a Fenerbahce fan as a kid and wore a JJ Acoccia number 10 shirt as a kid. Lovely, uh, lovely job there. He gave his Arsenal um, best 11, which didn't feature uh Uh, or David Seaman, but I assume it's players he played with. Uh, And he said there's two countries he wants to play in before he retires, Turkey and the US. So there wasn't many sort of great uh, revelations. For me, though, the the interesting thing that came out among this was Mikel Arteta being asked if he was going to be uh, logging in and uh, having a little look at what Mesut Ozil was going to be saying. And Arteta said, I'm sorry, but I don't have Twitter. Which is a lie. He has a Twitter account, an <laughs> official one with a blue tick, with 1.5 million followers
2: and follows Mesut Erz. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear the, the, I, I just like how there's very little kind of fuel to go on with this particular story but the only thing people have really got is the, the fact that he's lying about his twitter account and also ozil possibly having beef with uh <laughs> and everyone like he's got a list of players there um ospina sanya actually um because lovely santi kazala obomi yeah. and and and, and it's all fine. It's all really boring. But the no only Jack thing Wilfier. they've got to go on, no Jack Wilshere. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing they've got is, does he have beef with Petacek? We just don't <laughs> know. It's <laughs> pathetic, isn't it? It it's really not, is. I mean, it's <laughs> just
0: it's just German and Germany-based players, basically, mm. isn't it? For, yes, for, for, exactly. for the large part of that. It, it's basically <laughs> another reminder of how people vote for the Ballon d'Or.
1: <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, that is, that is very, Definitely. very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, Mikel Arteta has stressed that Ozil's legacy at Arsenal will not be tarnished and called his contribution to the club immeasurable. it is a bit of a shame, though, with, with Ozil at the club. It's a little bit sort of Gareth Bale, Real Madrid kind of vibes, you know, because he, he has played some great football in an Arsenal shirt and provided some great moments and blah, 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 blah but but he could be off soon. Um, speaking of Arsenal, former manager Arsene Wenger, did you hear this is in a battle with Barnett Council? Um, oh. He wants to get rid of an oak tree outside his house, which is at the risk of collapsing. This is dangerously close to Kevin Keegan
2: territory, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kevin Keegan would be found under the tree dead. <laughs> this on <is far> <laughs> <laughs> We've
1: got to get rid of the tree. It's, it's on top of me. <laughs> no, Kevin, I'm sorry, <laughs> as the council. <laughs> yeah, he, he wants to cut back uh, a huge hedge um, obstructing the entrance gate and to prune three Monterey cypress trees, quite literally clearing out the deadwood. Um, one could argue. So there yeah, we
2: are. You, you've you've got to be careful. You tri- Look, I I there's a forest <laughs> quite near my house, and um, the amount of ash dieback in that uh, in that uh, particular forest, it's dangerous. The, 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 there's a lot of uh, rotting trees out there, guys. It's not just our pandemic; the trees are also suffering. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Save Love the trees. Can build, build a da, da, bridge.
1: you <laughs> you building the bridge with the trees?
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. The rotten ash trees. Get the beavers in there. That's what I say. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's have a quick break.
0: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. This week on Stakhanov...
2: Throughout January, Clash of the Titles are letting you pick the films being battled out on air. Already binged your way through Netflix during lockdown, listeners Alex, Vicky, and Chris rediscover and tear apart old and new favourites alike, week in, week out. I like that here, though, that Michael Bay starts as he means to go on. I made a list of sort of Bayisms from this sequence uh, low angles, lens flare, dry ice, washed out colours, military hardware, men marching, orchestral score,
1: guitar riffs.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or if you're looking for some much needed escapism, why not catch up with the Abroad in Japan podcast? Chris was recently joined by Joy, the Anime Man to discuss mastering conversational Japanese. That's a really interesting
0: topic, bat-channeling, which where is, is where it? you kind of go, oh, uh, mm, oh that, no, mm, 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 that. In Japanese, if you don't do the hmm mm, every now and then, then people just think you're not listening or you're ignoring them.
2: All that and a whole lot more. At Sakano's.
0: <laughs> You'll be glad he's not defending a corner kick. You can hardly hear yourself... I'm sorry, what was that? <laughs>
1: Welcome back to the Football Roundball, everybody. It's now time for emails. Jesse! Well done indeed. It is show at footballramble.com or you can tweet us at Football Ramble. You've got options, ladies and gentlemen, and no excuses. Uh, we've got an update on the FA Mega Cup from Ben Summer. <laughs> he says, it turns out the maths was very wrong. 40,000 football pitches can fit in roughly 300 squared. Uh, square square kilometres, roughly the size of Milton Keynes, not Russia as originally
2: thought. I, mean, I, I, think, I think that's good use of Milton Keynes
1: quite frankly. I think it's excellent use of Milton Keynes. Andy as an MK Dons hater would probably agree with that as well. How can you get the size of Milton Keynes and the largest nation on the planet mixed up? I don't know. The mind simply bubbles Peter, you've got an email as well.
2: Imagine being like a, a Milton Keynes oligarch. I've <laughs> When Milton Keynes broke down, I you know, took control of oil refinery <laughs> became very rich uh, and then bought Wimbledon uh, from Noah we got an email from Noah who was inspired by our old tales of uh, Maltese Joe back in the day oh, yes. uh, decided to email in about his own famous local referee now Just something else, this really is. Um, I struck myself in. Uh, I play in a football league in upstate New York against teams from other local universities, which has brought its uh, fair share of tales, but only one man stands out. His name is uh, Ebay. Ebay is an older, let's say mid-50s, but to be honest, he could be anywhere between 25 and uh, 80. Nigerian man who is somehow the referee for what seems like 75% of our home games, half of which he's intoxicated for. (laughs) Um, (laughs) <laughs> so, some of eBay's, uh highlights over the years include being spotted in the basement of a frat house at 1am when no one else at the party was over the age of 22. Amazing. That's,
1: <laughs> uh, is, uh, yeah, it's Chris coleman <laughs> uh,
2: And perpetually posting on Facebook about the football tournaments he seems to sponsor slash host. Uh, one such tournament which dominates my feed is called Viagra in Niagara. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when, I, when I asked him once if this tournament was sponsored by Vi- Viagra, he turned to me and said with a smirk, not yet. But this, I mean, wow. Easily, eBay's uh, greatest moment, however, came only a few months ago when refereeing a game in a small tournament he organised. While the posters for this tournament, in inverted commas, advertised food, massages, and free drinks, we all knew not to get our hopes up. However, when we arrived at the pitch, we saw a small grill being set up on the sideline. Now, while the prospect of food alone is enough to excite a group of 20 university students, imagine my glee when eBay trotted out of his old pickup truck wearing a full refereeing uniform, a straw hat, and carrying oven mitts and tongs. Lovely. <laughs> to the amazement of everyone there, eBay uh, then proceeded to referee a full game, all the while grilling lamb on the sideline. This, <laughs> this, this superhuman feat of multitasking was accomplished by uh, by eBay jogging off the field to check on and flip the lamb every few minutes, continuing to referee from the sideline. Admittedly, the lamb was delicious. <laughs> that is
1: fantastic.
2: <laughs> Wonderful. it Who, was from Noah? Email of year uh, thus far. Uh, yeah, that was from, so good. Uh, from Nye,
1: yeah. You see, that's, you people listening to this podcast, there, there are stories like that out there. Get involved. Do get yeah. involved. ShoutoutFootballEver.com. In. In. Andy.
0: Yes, following on from Jim's comment about Americans sounding like they've chosen their own names last week, I've realised I made a mistake in reading this email because it's from someone called Andrew. And I, I've obviously thought. That's me saying that. No, it's not. It's someone called Andrew who's emailed in saying that, not me. And Andrew says... Following on from Jim's comment about Americans sounding (laughs) (laughs) like they've chosen their own names last week. I wondered if you're aware that this literally happened in Turkey in the 1930s when the country's first president, Ataturk, he of the stadium where Liverpool won the Champions League in 2005, decreed that all citizens should adopt a fixed family surname in order to fit with the modern European system. With Turks allowed free reign to select their family names, the results of many are pretty weird and wonderful. For example, John, as in Emre, Um, means life or spirit is it as in muzzy is glory and Jenk Tosun is apparently war bullock bullock Um, best of all perhaps is the surname Demirel like the long serving Fenabache keeper Volcan Demirel which means iron hand very handy for a goalkeeper (laughs) as well yeah yeah. Um, combined with his first name the player's full moniker would be Volcano Iron Hand which is perhaps the best name for a (laughs) goalkeeper or indeed human ever thank you Andrew
1: Yeah, that's very good. (laughs) This all started, of course, I think with Jim mentioning Americans choosing their names when I mentioned that the Pittsburgh Riverhounds, which uh, is a great name for a football team out in uh, America, their owner was called Tuffy Schallenberger. Well, I found uh, there's another side uh, with a good name and and the president with a great name as well, Oklahoma City Energy Football Club, and their president is called Bob Funk Jr.,
2: I like it.
1: Nice. Nice.
2: I'll take it. Beautiful.
1: Always increase the (laughs) funk. Uh, So, yes, show at footballramble.com, everybody. Get involved. Right, gentlemen. Marvelous story coming out of Japan. The King Kazu dynasty rolls on. The the king has signed a contract extension with top flight club Yokohama FC, meaning he will play past his fifty fourth birthday. It's incredible. <laughs> it is absolutely, he absolutely turns fifty four on the twenty sixth of February, a day before the twenty twenty one J League campaign kicks off. Pete Donaldson, King Kazu, He just he's he is evergreen, ever present, and ever in our hearts.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, it's a fuck you to Shinsuke Nakamura who still plays for that side fairly <laughs> <laughs> at 42. He must be thinking at 42, I yeah. must be a celebrated veteran of this side. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 50, 54. <laughs> Absolutely. He played
1: four times last season his last appearance coming in December uh, but he was I mean his high standards were not met perhaps he said personally it was not a satisfactory season my ambition and enthusiasm towards football are increasing
2: <laughs> I mean I mean, like he, he turns out in like cup uh, competitions in the main against uh, mm. not great opposition but I mean they, like they're not even like J-League 2 they're J-League 1 like <laughs> they should not be in the side and like he's that, that this is why I love J-League and, 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 and 2 like because it's just full of like journeyman Brazilians and blokes who who played a little bit in Europe in the noughties and then they just returned uh, and like and, and, and I think I've spoken before how much I love Peter Utaka John Utaka's brother he's yep. 36 he's I think he's he's got yeah. 22 goals this season for Kyoto mm. I just i just in enjoy- Jay Bothroyd, he's knocking them in up in Hokkaido as well. I, yeah. I love the J League; it's yeah. just a lot of fun. And 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 um, Kin Kazu, I mean, he mainly just stands in the 18 yard box and does diving headers. That's that's, that's basically his all. It's thing. impressive though. When you say diving headers, is he just sort of is he having a fall? And they try <laughs> yeah. and they try and get
1: the ball into him at the same time. Yeah. When you say you, your man Yutaka is um 36. Well will mm. we'll buy this sort of rationale. He's got about
2: seventeen, eighteen years left to go. Oh yeah, look, <laughs> and he's and he's having a lovely time. But like Yokohama FC, they they're quite interesting. They're a bit like AFC Wimbledon because they were the Flugels, uh, the, the the Yokohama Flugels. They were the um, airline side, and I think something was something. Some decree came down and said that you couldn't be owned or you couldn't advertise a uh, a brand effectively uh, mm. in, 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 in that league. I think that was the case. You couldn't be owned by, because all of those teams started as work teams um, and the Nissan t- side as well uh, joined together and they were called the Mariners and then they became the Yokohana, Yokohama F Mariners, mashing together the Flugers and Mariners. But people weren't happy. So they created an AFC Wimbledon kind of Yokohama FC. So you know oh. they're in the top flight now and they're having a lovely time, but they, but they haven't uh, existed for very long.
1: Yeah, do you think is there any danger of Kazu uh, handing in a transfer request if he doesn't get enough game time?
2: <laughs> yeah, going somewhere else. Uh, look, there are other leagues in in Japan. Go, go a little lower. Find your level, King Kazu. You'll play more. Yeah, I
1: love the fact though that it it will be his seventeenth season with Yokohama FC and his and his thirty mm. sixth season overall. Thirty sixth season overall. Let that sink in, ladies and gentlemen. So he's <laughs> he's um uh, the clubs he's played for the list of clubs all around the world. It's incredible. So he's like at the same time he's been a journeyman and like a faithful servant to one particular club as well. It's, it, it is absolutely remarkable. But Marcus, start- the most yeah.
0: the most remarkable thing I think about him is, of course we associate him with Yokohama FC, is how even if you cut off the back end of his career, if you cut yeah. off from 40 onwards, it's still an extraordinary career. This idea yeah. that he had his dream to become a pro footballer and went to Brazil as a teenager to, to chase it. It's, it's still astor- extraordinary.
1: Well, Andy, mm. he's, his career started... With Santos in 1986, Zico was playing for Flamengo at the time. <laughs> that is, he made his debut in the same year as Ian Wright, Martin Keown and Matt Letizia. It is sensational, absolutely sensational. We had a great uh, reply on Twitter when, when this story was posted up on the Ramble account. Will Hardy said, I met a guy once whose dad was on his sixth marriage, but it, the sixth marriage lasted 30 years. Reminds me of this. <laughs> It's absolutely delightful. Look, I mean, whether it is slightly gimmicky, I don't know. Kazu certainly doesn't think it is. More power to his elbow. I hope he's playing until
2: he's 60. (laughs) Nakamura thinks it
1: is. Yeah knackered Moora, more like <laughs> um so uh so there we are a uh, gentleman uh set at the top of the show that uh, uh, those who remember royston drenter has uh, returned well we've got a little uh subsection here called former dutch internationals doing their country proud oh yes ladies and gentlemen so Roy, royston drenter has returned to football the former real madrid everton uh sheffield wednesday and reading i think he was played for he's back in football he retired in 2016 before joining uh 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 uh, sparta rotterdam in 2018 for a brief stint but he's now um gone to spanish fourth tier side racing mercia so it's not exactly uh, the pinnacle of football you could say but still it's impressive at the age of 33 although he does need to get in shape pretty quickly he said himself i have to lose about three kilos on monday i start the diet because i always eat a lot at christmas with the answer i have how can i not eat
2: <laughs> Don't have got your aunts.
1: <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he pursued a career in R&B uh, after he retired from the game Andy uh, under the name Royer Two Faces which is which is quite nice because he was a good player back in the day. One can forget, you know, when he sort of he, burst onto the scene.
2: He he I mean, started he was, at Evan really well I thought. I thought he was going to be an absolute flyer for them. He remember that bullet he scored against uh, your beloved Fulham. Absolute did he? Yeah. Bastard. Absolute bullet.
1: Yeah. Well well I, I, I his time at Everton was sort of ruined after he arrived late to a team meeting ahead of the 2012 FA Cup semi-final. According to Drenter, David Moyes told him to fuck off, to which Drenter <laughs> responded, what do you mean fuck off, bro? You fuck off. Um, <laughs> and you're not going to get the better of David Moyes with that kind of language, are you? Not calling him bro. Yeah, you can't call Yeah, exactly. David that's Moyes, the point. Bro. That's, that's <laughs> not on. The swearing's fine, but when, you don't call David Moyes bro. But Andy, when he went to Real Madrid, when he was a young man, he was... You know, obviously
0: he signed for Real Madrid for crying out loud. So we had a bit of that's, that's it, isn't it? He signed for Real Madrid. That's, that's all you can really say at that, at that point. Of course, <laughs> he did end up playing for Hercules later down the line. Um, I've, I've shared the story on here about, um, I really enjoyed the the bit on the, the, the late great revista de la Liga where um, uh, Guillaume Balagay was his, his hype man as he was on the uh-huh. touchline after asking him to rap. And uh, Drenter couldn't have done it quick enough. He was he was very very keen there in his training <laughs> kit, rapping on the touchline. But yeah. you know, there are there are Dutch footballer rapper and R and beers, and there are Dutch footballer rapper and R and And you know, he's simply not at a, at a Memphis level. You know, yeah. Jules would probably argue he's not at a Jurgen Lacadia level. You know, there are so <laughs> many great, or at least engaged. Um, Dutch footballer rappers, uh, R and is out there. Who else have we got? Ryan barbel Yeah, he, he he was he was okay, wasn't he? But Memphis has really worked on his flow. I, th- and I think you have to respect that. Of course, the fact that he had that break for the knee injury has has, has definitely helped him. Yeah, uh, well, he's worked on his
1: flow. Well, we did say it was former Dutch internationals. Doing their country proud. So we move on to our second man. It's Edgar Davids. He recently became a coach of a Portuguese third division side. Andy, how do you pronounce this one? Olianens. Olianens. Yeah, marked his first appearance in the dugout on Sunday by getting sent off for his involvement in a brawl after an ill-nil draw. It's good to see he's still got the fight, Peter.
2: <laughs> well, he knocked out Heredia Gomez back in the day. Remember when um, I think he was playing for um, he was playing against PSV, and he whacked a volley against the bo- uh, the the post, and it came off and knocked Gomez spark out. So he should have done that, really, just yeah, doing that from the... the touchline. Absolute whack volleys at people's heads. <laughs> that. Be... <laughs> Imagine that, if it all kicked off and the manager runs onto
1: the pitch and just starts bollying footballs into the well, crowd.
2: Well, Do you remember when he was, was he at Barnet? Was he at Barnet for a he while? He was. He was. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Player and he manager. was wearing like some unlovable, when he would um, be do the managing, he was wearing some unlovable kind of soccer mom cargo pants when he was on the I seem to <laughs> yeah. remember. I remember him looking very unfashionable, uh, mm-hmm. you know, which I'm all for, obviously.
1: Yeah. Well, apparently he was a bit harsh, the sending off, because he was just breaking up a fight between the opposition manager and one of his midfielders. So, <laughs> you know, breaking up the play, as he often did, Andy, when he was yeah. a, a footballer, of course. So, a little yeah, bit unfair. He always,
0: he always had, like, a great relationship with um, referees when he was at Barnett. I, one of my friends actually recently pointed out that when Barnet played Wimbledon in that season... And uh, I remember going to that game and having quite a strong feeling that those those were the two worst sides in the Football League at the moment. Barnett actually ended up relegated ultimately, of course. But Mm. David's basically spent the whole game, in which he wore the number one on the back of his shirt, by the way, standing in the centre circle talking to the referee. But I I don't know if that was a mobility issue because he was quite old by then. But he he never ended up getting paid a penny by by Barnett, did he? He did it all for a favour. Is that right? Fair play to him. Fair play to him.
1: Uh, Before we move on from uh, Dutch men in football, uh, Vish tweeted something, I think it was yesterday or the day before, that was, I don't know why, it just really fascinated me, that Patrick Cliver and Ruud van Nistelrooy are exactly the same age. Born on the 1st of July, 1976.
2: (laughs) How about that? Let us move on, ladies and gentlemen. So I've got nothing, Marcus. I've got literally... It's two men born on the same day. What do you want me to do with that?
1: Oh, dear. For more uh, of that kind of output, do follow Vish on Twitter. Um, (laughs) Looking ahead, uh, ladies and gentlemen, to uh, this evening uh, or or this week, Spurs, uh, of course, are now going to play Fulham on Wednesday after Aston Villa had to postpone their fixture with uh, Spurs because of their ongoing COVID outbreak, which has sort of angered Spurs, but Fulham more so, um because you know they've been <laughs> given a couple of days to prepare against a, a better team. Uh, what do you think of that, Andy? I does, this not,
0: it's- does this not feel like a rare bit of scheduling common sense in in the current mm. circumstances? I mean, it it does to me. um yeah. Obviously, we're so unused to having these things shifted around at the last minute, but you know what? You haven't got any fans traveling at the moment and Mm. god forbid we have to go a wednesday night without football i mean can you imagine can (laughs) you imagine the indignity haven't we been through enough
1: (sighs) yeah i'd say so i think but i think the thing is that scott parker needs to realize that his only decision is does he go with Mitrovic up front or does he not if he does (laughs) then play a few more balls into the box if he doesn't (laughs) then play on the break a bit more
0: I said That's for a long it. time you should be coaching this team, Marcus, and uh, yeah, that has done yeah. nothing to dissuade me.
1: I think Scott Parker's doing a good job though at the moment. So just uh, is he doing it
0: though, of... or are you doing it? And he's wearing an earpiece. That's the question. I want
1: a, I want a competition like Marine FC to f- manage Fulham for the second half of the season. <laughs> <laughs> Just judge me on my results, honey, that's all I ask. <laughs> um, and the banter. Uh, but the FA are going to write to clubs uh, for the second time in a week, stressing the importance of following protocols, uh, of
2: course. Yes, yes come send on. There's a letter. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, no. Well,
0: uh, this but- is like the, the hardest form of protest for Brits, isn't it? You know, sending a letter. <laughs> Writing and, letter and, yeah. As long as you include the phrase in the strongest possible terms, I mean, yeah. Know, <laughs> Yeah, that's that's, that's a rebuke and a half. It's a declaration of war, isn't
1: it? Yeah, well, I I think Nuno Espirito Santo is trying to get the Premier League to take this a little bit more seriously because he believes that the Premier League wouldn't recover from a second shutdown because the biggest clubs would seize the opportunity to establish a European Super League. He said a new football will come, probably with a Super League, probably with other competitions. If you have a crisis, the strong will survive. Mm. It's a little bit conspiracy theory, Peter, if I'm if I'm honest with you with
2: this. I know well, there is a They'll probably have another crack at it. They had they had the crack in the first first instance, didn't they? Yeah. But yeah. I mean look. I just...
1: Are you a believer? Are you following Nuno on this?
2: <laughs> I am, yeah. <laughs> I am. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: okay.
2: okay. But, it, but it's not sort of like I I just think I just think I mean it's it's a bit kind of like it's a bit, it's a bit pathetic, so I'm, we're going to write another letter. It's like, why are clubs in, in, involved in, the whole finding players for uh, you know breaking COVID uh, you know lockdown rules and stuff like that. Why? Why is it? Why are the clubs involved when in fact what their bad behaviour um, affects the entire league? Why is that? Why is it not an FA um, a director or an FA kind of um, uh, finding uh, or, or the Premier League um, putting these restrictions in? Why is it down to the clubs to sort of go? Well, oh, this person's you know. It, then it us 20 grand for breaking COVID lockdown and getting COVID. I, I, I don't really know how it works.
0: Well, Pete, I, d- I don't know. Is it partly because, I mean, we've seen in recent days, and I know this isn't obviously the, the English FA's jurisdiction, but mm. the way Celtic have responded to criticism of their trip to Dubai, <laughs> for example, I mean, that to me suggests that clubs maybe need a little reminder of of, of their responsibilities.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I guess so. But, but why? Yeah, so, so why aren't the why aren't the FA why aren't the footballing authorities, you know, um, taking money for from from the clubs? They, they, they've got the they're endangering the health of of other footballers through their actions. I don't know why Celtic were even allowed to to, to leave the country. Very, very strange. Especially when the you know one player's gone down with it, and no doubt mm-hmm. there'll be more. Yeah, well, they and yeah. and that player with the AirPods in his ear. Oh, yeah, <laughs> last night.
1: That's
2: got to upset Ox- a lot of
1: purists, isn't it? Armstrong, Oxo, Flex. Well, apparently, though, that um, – yeah, because if you didn't see this, you're Celtic in their one-all draw with Hibs last night. Play um, <laughs> Armstrong, Oxo, Flex was called up from the bench and he was wearing uh, earpods in – or airpods, rather. Uh, but apparently, um, Gavin Strachan, uh, who's the coach in charge for the team because uh, Neil Lennon wasn't there – Apparently, Neil Lennon was—he was, was communicating to him through the, uh, the uh, airport. Apparently, that's what people are saying. I don't know I'm whether sorry. that's a. I don't know whether that's a quick PR spin or that is the truth. Um, Did he but- get it
2: from duty free at the airport? New, I, w-
1: whatever the truth is. At I one think- of those
2: vending machines. <laughs> I
1: think that Nuno Espirito Santo is the man to reveal all because he's suddenly the man that we need to follow, Andy.
0: <laughs> I suspect that the player being new to the, the first team was being given tactical instructions through those, which is fine. It's just like you yes. were teeing up Scotty Parker, isn't it? Exactly. Exactly. Bring him on. Take him off. Well, ladies and gentlemen,
1: if you enjoyed today's show, and I've absolutely no doubt that you may have done, and you want more from us lot here, well, why not head over to the Football Ramble Patreon? For just $5 a month, you can get bonus Ramble on episodes plus uh, access to our Discord where you can chat with fellow listeners and us too. Head over to patreon.com forward slash football ramble and join in. On tomorrow's show, I'm back with Vish and Peter again. Ah, how lovely. So there we are. Do uh, get your get your AirPods around that lot. Until then, thank you very much, Andy Brassel. Thank you. Thank you, Pete Donaldson. See you later.
2: This
0: was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network.